I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also catch me live Sunday nights in St. Louis, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time on 97.1 FM Talk. You can also catch me during the week. I do a video series called Headlines with Heidi. I take 15 or 20 minutes and I talk about some headlines and interview some interesting people. I do that every weekday, so you can find all of that at HeidiHarris.com. It's also on Vimeo, Heidi Harris Show, but HeidiHarris.com is the best way to go because it's all on there. And I also do it on Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, but once again, HeidiHarris.com, that's the place to go. All right, I came across this article the other day, and I maybe it's old. I don't think it's old because we're talking about yet another variant. Oh my gosh, kill me now, right? Talking about another variant, but... <laughs> Here's the interesting thing. This headline is called Jesus and the Vaccine. I was looking for another website that came around during the COVID situation, and it was involving people of faith and the vaccine. And I'm not going to mention the website because I'm not here to trash a website. The reason I mention this is because I wondered how they were, if they were even still pushing the vax. As a matter of fact, I had a, a press agency email me and they wanted me to interview this guy and I'd already seen some of his videos and he was talking about why Christians should get faxed and this and that it had some other people behind him and I said to her I said I'm happy to talk to him I said but understand that I'm going to challenge him on what he said now I've never been rude to a guest in my entire career I'm not like that but I'm not most certainly not going to just sit there and talk to this guy for 10 minutes and agree with him and nod my head that's not happening and so I said, I'll be friendly and polite, but I'm going to challenge him. And of course, I never heard back. Yeah, because he's wrong. And I'm not going to sit there as a fellow believer and promote what he's doing because I think he's wrong. Anyway, so I came across, I was looking for that. And I came across this article. It was written in December. But I think it's important in light of the fact that they're still talking about another variant. You know, God help us, right? So this one was written by Randall Balmer and Charles Strozier for the New York Daily News, December 2021. Says Jesus and the vaccine. Evangelicals' religious objections to the COVID-19 shot are baseless and inconsistent. And I'm just going to read you parts of the column that I highlighted. As the nation continues to battle the scourge of COVID-19 by means of widespread vaccination, among the most confounding holdouts are those who apparently are resisting the vaccine ostensibly for religious reason. Mm-hmm. Skipping to the parts I highlighted, he said, much of the vaccine resistance appears to come from evangelical Christians. Each of us has family or friends who fall into this category. Doesn't that just sound nasty right there? We have family and friends like that. Like, we're not like that. But <laughs> by the way, these two writers are, one of them is a uh, professor of religion, and the other one is a psychoanalyst. Oh, brother. That's a problem right there. Anyway. So they're talking about how evangelicals say they deserve a religious exemption from getting vaccinated, this and that. Okay, their body's a temple, whatever. And, you know, I don't care if you pray to a tree. I'm a person of faith. I believe in Christ. I don't believe in trees or witchcraft or anything like that. But I don't really care what your religious belief is. This is America. You're allowed to have those. And if you decide that the shot goes against your religious belief, that should be your right. Now, I don't personally believe... Or I don't think it's a, a spiritual issue. To me, it's not. To get the shot, I know people who've gotten the shot who are believers. I know people who've gotten the shot or not gotten the shot who are believers. And both sides, I don't see it's a spiritual issue. I don't think that God would tell you one way or the other whether to get the shot. I don't. I don't think it makes you uh, not trustworthy uh, of government. 
you know, if you get the shot or, you know, you know what I'm saying. I don't think it makes you untrusting of God if you get the shot. I don't think that at all. It's a personal decision and it should be and it should always have been a personal decision. Anyway, these guys are saying uh, the common sense requirement to vaccinate uh, children before sending them to school or summer camp, this and that, they're arguing. They said, more to the point, how do they weigh such fears against the possibility of killing one's neighbor by caring and spreading the disease? Okay, first of all, we were told from the beginning of COVID that we'd have to stay home because we might kill somebody's grandmother. Meanwhile, they never talked about the fact that we've never all been in it together. Everybody has different risk. Everybody was not equally going to die from COVID. I've had COVID. My husband had COVID. Most of my friends have had COVID. Uh, I know a few people who died from COVID, but everybody I know who died of it had a lot of problems before COVID. Now that doesn't mean their life wasn't meaningful or valuable. Of course it was, but they had other issues and something was going to take them out. Whatever passed through was going to take them out. But the whole idea that some of these people would sit behind their keyboards and tell you to stay home because somebody somewhere might die. It's ridiculous. Tell these people to get out and walk. Tell the people at most get risk from dying of, of COVID, uh, tell them to walk. Vitamin D helps, exercise helps, taking care of yourself helps, and they don't do any of that. Getting your blood pressure under control, they never talk about that. Where's their obligation to me? Where is their obligation to society, right? Don't they owe us all their fellow man something? If Christians owe it to their fellow man to get the shot, then you people who are Christians or not Christians owe it to your fellow man to get off the couch and walk. Because most of the people who are dying from this have pre-existing conditions, many of which, let's be honest, are controllable. They're lifestyle problems that we have in America. Back to this column here in the New York Daily News. For evangelicals who profess fealty to the Bible, the vaccine mandate should be clear. In Matthew and elsewhere, Jesus tells his disciples that the first great commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Right. That's correct. But Jesus continues by naming the second commandment, which is, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. What? Right. And you should also care about your family. And there are people who are terrified of getting the vaccine and didn't get it when they were trying to push it on everybody because they have health concerns. They didn't want to die and not be able to raise their kids. They were worried about it. Now we've got people dropping dead all over the place, young people in the prime of their lives, and nobody's asking any questions. Even the insurance companies are coming out now, and I'm sure you've seen that. I've talked about that in previous podcasts. The insurance companies are coming out now and saying that they've had a huge uptick in people dying between the ages of 18 and 49, not from COVID. They don't know what they're dying from. Of course, nobody's looking into it. Now, these are people who were in the prime earning years, and maybe some of those people died from the vaccine. I don't know that all of them did. I don't know that most of them did. But there are people who have died from the vaccine. One of my friends lost her husband to the vaccine. So you had to weigh it. I want to raise my family. I'm concerned about this. My odds of dying from COVID are really slim. But if I do this, uh, I'm more concerned about the long-term effects. They want me to do it for my job on Monday, but they could fire me on Friday. Really? These are some of the conversations friends of mine have had with me. So going back to this column, they say, how does infecting one's neighbor with a deadly virus in any calculus equate to love for one's neighbor? Loving yourself your neighbor as yourself is not an abstract idea. It's a central Christian value that requires the faithful to be meaningfully involved in helping others. Once again, where is your motivation to get off the couch and make yourself less likely to die or take up a hospital bed? Nobody's ever talked about that. They also go on to to quote Martin Luther. 
And they're saying it's even it's more shameful for a person to pay no heed to his own body and fail to protect it against the plague, uh, talking about the plague and, and this and that and the other. Okay, right. But there are, and, and it, to, to my point that I've been making, they're saying that, uh, there, I'm going to read this from Luther, okay, in 1527. It's even more shameful for a person to pay no heed to his own body and to fail to protect it against the plague the best he is able, and then to infect and poison others who might have remained alive if he'd taken care of his body as he should have. Right, exactly. Bingo, ding, 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 exactly. Where is your obligation as a person? Of course, they're not reading like I'm reading it, right? They're saying that Jesus tells you to love your neighbor as yourself, but only if you get the vax, not if you get off the couch and watch, uh, walk a little bit and stop Netflix, you know, binge watching and all that stuff, right? That's the problem that we have here. Then they go on to say, the final part of the column that I highlighted, all of us owe it to our neighbors to protect them from potential illness and to shield even distant ones by building toward herd immunity. Otherwise, we risk killing them out of our own ignorance. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway, enough of these people. Uh, those like me who had COVID and my husband and most of my friends and pretty much everybody I know has had it, uh, we, have, we are herd immunity. We've had it. We're not getting a, a vaccine. See, they don't distinguish between people who've had it, haven't had it. They don't distinguish between people who are likely to die versus those who are not likely to die. And here's the thing, too. Now we know this vaccine, all this does is do what? Give you a false sense of security. People are having all kinds of adverse reactions and people are, wait for it, ding, 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 still getting COVID. They're still getting COVID and they're still contagious. So apparently that wasn't the answer. But how dare you talk about loving your neighbor as yourself and equate that with the getting the vaccine? That's ridiculous. We know what causes death when it comes to COVID. And a lot of times, most of the things that people die from nowadays, or the comorbidities people have, most of them are attributable to lifestyle decisions. I once interviewed, actually I had a woman call into a radio show that I was doing and she called in and she said, I am a pharmacist in a grocery store. And she said, I can tell which drugs the people are going to need the minute they roll up with their shopping cart full of groceries. <laughs> oh, like high blood pressure, you know, insulin. You know, right, exactly. And much of that is controllable. Not all of it. There are people who are insulin dependent and type 1 diabetics, things like that. But many, many people. And even if you're a type 1 diabetic, and I've got friends like that. I've got a cousin like that. Even if you're a type 1 diabetic, you can control it if you are careful. I, one of my friends has type 1 diabetes. He never drinks. He's very, very careful with his health. I had another friend who had diabetes who just continued to drink and party and, and you know, not party like he was, you know, drugs and everything, but just continued to drink, liked his wine, have a couple glasses of wine a day or whatever. And guess what? When he had an accident, he died from it as a result of the organ failure because his, his uh, diabetes was not controlled. So that was a choice he made with his life, but he chose not to control it. And there are other people who do. And if you control it, you're less likely to lose, you know, your feet and all the other things that happen with the diabetes uncontrolled. So you can make choices or you cannot make choices. I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. I've known since I was a little kid and she said she's well over 200 pounds now. And she said, I've totally let myself go. She doesn't ever exercise and I'm worried about her. She's got high blood pressure and I'm worried. If she gets COVID, she may not survive it. Not because it's COVID, but because she's got all kinds of other problems that are going to make it harder to treat her and harder to uh, to save her should she have a bad reaction to COVID. Now, there are heavy people who've survived it. I happen to know some who have. 
But ultimately, we have a responsibility to each other to a certain degree as a society, because we're all paying the same bills, you know, when it comes to insurance and this and that. And if you're taking up a hospital bed because you're 100 pounds overweight, when somebody who was thinner might have been able to use that, somebody who's made an effort to stay healthy, you know, I don't know what to tell you. So it's wrong to blame Christians for not getting the vaccine if they've made a personal choice when you let everybody else who's making the same personal choice, only irresponsible ones when it comes to their health, you let them off the hook, right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right, guys. Don't forget you can join me every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time, 5 to 7 Vegas time for my live show on 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. You can also catch me five days a week. I do a little thing called Headlines with Heidi. I do some videos, 15, 20 minutes a day. And I talk about some headlines, interview some interesting guests. You can find that all at HeidiHarris.com. You can find them on Vimeo, Heidi Harris Show, but Vimeo is hard to search. So just go to HeidiHarris.com. I post them uh, five days a week. So check it out. You, you can't get away from me, even if you try. <laughs> Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well.